welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hello, my name's Kay. We will be reading from the book Made for This by Jenny Allen. And Kay, we're going to start out anything for his glory today. John 17, 24 says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. That's hard to fathom sometimes, isn't it? It is. That he literally made us. He knows everything about us. Our personality. Yeah, he does. Everything about us. What do I want most? For me, there are so many things. I want a few silly, shallow things. I need my car washed right now. That would be me. (laughs) And I would love a new iPhone. Mine was recently dropped in the bath. A night out with my husband or a night to catch up on TV. I want deeper things such as close friendships to be someone my kids want to emulate and for my words to make a difference. But what do I want the most? What's the deepest desire of my soul? Okay, what's the deepest desire of your soul? To be completely sold out for God. You don't think you are? Not completely. Okay. No. Nope. I don't think. I think that's something that we just continue to, as days go by, I think different things come up and we're like, okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. I get get what you're saying. I cannot name it, but I am certain it centers entirely around me. A selfish desire to be important (laughs) and appreciated, to matter or to be seen, something like that. What does God want most? I've always known the answer, though. I've never known known what the answer meant. I certainly never knew what the answer meant for my life. God is most after his glory. Glory? It is a vague and mysterious word. John Piper defines God's glory as the holiness of God put on display. It's who God truly is revealed so you can see, taste, and feel him and in turn fall flat on your face. Jesus prayed anything. When Jesus went to meet and plead with his father before facing death, one word fell off his lips over and over again. He prayed for God's glory. He longed for it. He said he had spent his life on earth building and displaying it. Nothing mattered more to him before his death than God showing himself through Jesus and through us. Even as I write these words today, I wonder if if I honestly care. I can barely obey God without thinking, what will it cost me? I don't want to think that way. Left to myself, I am just that selfish. I want things. I want comfort and fun. I don't want to suffer. I want things to feel in control. Today, I don't want to be typing and studying about God's glory. I'd rather be at Target or on Facebook. Oh my goodness, Kay. That is so true. It is. We want selfish things. I want comfort and fun, and I don't want to suffer anymore. I keep saying, God, come on. I'm in my (laughs) 60s. Come on. I don't want to suffer anymore. I just want to be happy. (laughs) 
But you choose happiness. <laughs> what if we wanted what God wanted most? What if we wanted, like Jesus, God's glory above every other thing? What if the true motive of my life and my heart were to make God known for a few years on this earth? That um, is what I want to do. Jesus prayed this prayer. Father, glorify yourself through me. Glorify yourself through them. Everyone sitting with Jesus that night felt the weight of that call, which was so large, so costly, so significant. The call to show the glory of God on earth. Jesus went on to pray, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. A few men meant to display God. Eventually, most of them were killed for this call. Friends, we're up. Those men are gone. Now we show God. We show his glory. Compelled by glory, we wake up every day to a world that needs us. All people everywhere are waking up and setting their feet on the earth with their own responsibilities likely defined by whether their feet land on tile or wood or carpet or dirt. But we all wake up and put our feet down every day and we move through our time here according to the rules, expectations, demands, and hopes of our given space in this world. The given place in which I grew up issued a script that spelled out a life lived near family in a safe neighborhood where you had a fence and cute curtains and where life wasn't too hard, especially if you loved Jesus. But Jesus prayed this for me and all of us who would come to know him. You are not of this world, Jenny. You don't belong here. You are going to put your feet down every morning in this world, but you don't belong to it. You don't adhere to its rules and expectations. You don't even hope for the same things because you know me and you are mine. Your home, your hope is with me forever. Your expectations are that your short life here is spent on my mission, even if it is costly, because you know it is short. If we pray anything, we will all, like Christ, be called to give up the life and things we love. We will be called to risk for his glory. Christ never intended for those who walked with him to feel comfortable and safe. This was meant to be a risk-it-all pursuit. The glory of God will be made great on this earth, but what a privilege to be part of his plan to restore it. You know, Kay, that's mm. funny because... Mm. Christ never intended for those who walked with him to feel comfortable and safe. Think about the apostles that walked with him. Yeah. Peter cracks me up. He was just such a, a personality in your face. I would never, ever deny you, Lord. Ever would I deny you. He denied him three times. Right. But right then and there, he never thought he would ever yeah. right. deny Christ. Right. But he did. Our God is compelling. He is asking us to go compel people to him. To compel means to have a powerful or irresistible influence in the lives of others. Many of us don't do this much. 
We avoid compelling anyone to God because it may feel cheesy or annoying. Well then, you have to find ways to compel that aren't cheesy and annoying. (laughs) The problem with this new generation and their enduring disgust for faking it is they run from church and organized religion. So we'll have to take God to them in a way that's real. When my husband and I prayed anything with God's glory in mind, it all started to make sense. It started to be real. Authenticity came without trying. What we once did in order to matter or to be seen, we forgot all about. We matter and are seen because of God's love for us, because there's an object to our actions. We move and love and restore, not so we matter, but because we have been moved, loved, and restored by God. Radical acts were not the goal. We were moved by a person in love with Christ. And out of that love came a willingness to trust and hand over our lives. Out of that, Jesus, because he is merciful, led us to the unique places where we would each give our lives away. It spread in our church. Couples started praying anything with abandoned. Hundreds of children's hundreds of children were sponsored. Friends relocated to impoverished neighborhoods to spread the gospel. Families adopted and fostered. Others downsized their homes to give, reconciled with family members, forgave and pursued unity in our church and let go of this life, longing to give themselves away in forgiveness and mercy because of Jesus, because of his forgiveness and mercy, because of his glory. Seeing it come to life is the highest goal of the anything prayer. Wow. Respond. What are these, the questions, Miss Kay, that you want yeah, them to think about? These are the questions for the week uh, under respond to think about. And um, you want to do the first one? Okay. Do you struggle with forgetting about God as you go through your day-to-day life? What can you practically do to remember the supreme importance of God's glory each day? The second question, have you been burned by legalism? How can you avoid communicating legalism to your children, those you know, or loved ones who are growing in faith? Why is God beautiful to you? How do you think God might be calling you to start giving him away rather than just learning about him? Explain. Well, I put is it it's about him to be seen and for that to be I must move out of his way and let him be my anything and all things so that people see Christ through me. If you really believe that your life belongs to others as much as to yourself, How does that change your interactions with your family, community, and especially your church? All right, Teresa, here we come to read and reflect. No other passage shaped this project more than the verses you'll be studying today or this week. They recount the ultimate moment of surrender and perspective. Jesus is about to lay down his life for us. He is with his people and He stops to pray for them. It is as if the heart of Jesus is laid bare before us. We see his thoughts, his goals, his passions, his hopes, and his plans. Why would you pray anything? Is God worth it? These verses scream yes to me. 
I pray you take significant time with these words and let them seep into your thoughts, your goals, your passions, your hopes, and your plans. This week, read John 17, 1 through 25. How did Jesus view his father? What did he pray for us? What did he believe could happen? After reading these passages, consider the answers to these two questions. Who are you, Lord? And what do you want for me? You know, Kay, also, if we look back because God loves everybody, there is nobody on this earth that he will not forgive no matter what you've done. Do you remember when they were stoning the prostitute? They wanted to stone yes. the prostitute. Yes, right? they wanted to stone the prostitute. Yeah. And he's just standing there, drawing in the sand. <laughs> and it just cracks me up. He loves everyone. Everyone. And he told them, those without sin can cast the first stone. Everybody dropped the rocks. Yeah. Okay? We seem to judge people so harshly. But we forget about the sins that we hide under the covers so nobody can see them. Right. But God sees them. Oh, yes, he does. Yes, yes, he does. Forgiveness and love. You have to love and forgive and not judge or you will be judged. It says you will be judged in the same manner that you judge someone else right well okay next week we're going to be talking about stepping into his story thank you for joining us thank you for joining us this week and uh, pray that you have a blessed week